bed. I hate you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep. Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that's here to put you to sleep. We do with the bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. I'm going to try to create a safe place uh, where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, uh, whether it's uh, thoughts, uh, feelings, you know, t- physical sensations, travel, noises, like uh, whatever's going on that's keeping you awake. Uh, you know, whether it's something you can, you know, point your finger at and say, well, if it wasn't for that you know, giant dachshund or whatever slobbering on my face, I may be able to get to sleep or, you know, the spreadsheet or whatever. Like, I'd like to take your mind off of whatever it is, or at least attempt to. And that's kind of my part of my safe place is that uh, I guess it's an intention. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. I'm going to be wearing meanderwear, which, by the way, uh, me, you know, don't buy your meanderwear except directly for me whenever I get around to making it and marketing it other than here. Also, I thought about this. I probably shouldn't make me underwear for the pot, you know, because then everybody would have a sleep pot. They'd say, wow, suddenly I have the powers of meander that only Scooter has. I mean, I guess that would be nice. Like I'd have, you know, I'd have to sign, I guess every pair of meanderwear will come with an NDA in an exclusivity agreement, non-compete clause. You know, I want them to have both copper and magnets. I saw that. I was watching one of. I was watching TV. There, you know, marathons while I've been editing the shows. Uh, and I saw the one for the one of the things you strap onto your elbows or your knees or whatever that has copper in it. And I don't, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't normally d- delve into celebrity discussions on here. That's why you listen to Who Weekly, you know, that's the show uh, with Lindsay and Bobby. But like, uh, this is a different, like, I noticed, uh, I won't even say their name, but a famous football player was uh, throwing, like, loading bales of hay. And he looked very fit. I mean, very fit. But I said, I mean, and I guess this is just my worldview. I said, what, what, real, is he really loading bales of hay, like, in his spare time? Like, I mean, I would be sipping lemonade and doing, I mean, I guess that's why I'm not a, I mean, one of the many reasons I'm not an NFL quarterback starting, I mean, there's a lot of other ones, too. I've, I mean, I never mind, I don't want to get into it, but. Uh, well, when I, when I do like come out with me underwear, I guess I do picture it like, like, I guess like it wouldn't be, I guess it doesn't make sense. Cause that wouldn't be me underwear. That's like an elbow thing. So maybe this, I got to take, I got to go back, you know, back to the drawing board with the meanderwear. Uh, but there will be meanders in this podcast. You know, I just meandered into pro, you know, that's a product placement, uh, meander. You know, fake and you know, faux inventions. We we got a lot of faux stuff here. The FAUX gets used a lot on this show. In, in, in improper, you know, but improperly, you know. But that's also, you know, that's just a che- that's just a check to see if you're kind of listening. Uh, but the whole thing is the whole thing with meandering, or I guess the back to the drawing board. I mean, that's kind of how. Let's see if I could. Oh, like let me set the stage, and then I'll try to get back to the back to the drawing board. Let me go back to the drawing board. Like so, if you're new here, here's how the the basics. Uh, what is this called? Structure of the podcast. First five minutes, we get all the business out of the way, ideally. And then um, let's see. For that's the first. But then there's usually a twelve minute intro, which we're about halfway through. If I check my time. A little bit under halfway through. It's like a show within itself, something familiar, uh, something borrowed. You know, somebody, you know, I, sometimes I'm feeling blue. Not tonight. It's about 6.40 p.m. having a work night. Actually, I am feeling blue because I was supposed to be right now watching Rogue One for the second time. And this isn't a criticism, but it was just, uh, I guess I didn't feel like... Uh, 
Well, this is okay. So let's show, let me tell you, let me, let me come back. Let's see if I can come back to both those things. But so then there'll be an episode after this. So the intro is kind of an episode, like a decent amount of people fall asleep to the intro or it eases them into the podcast. And then there'll be a story or a story like thing after this for 45, 50 minutes. And if you're new here, here's the key takeaways. So you got, don't got to take me seriously. Uh, you don't have to listen, but you're also under no pressure to fall asleep fast or, oh boy, you should fall asleep by this part because I'm really giving, you know, I'm really like, uh, I've got, I'm, I'm doubled up on meanderwear. I got two pairs on, you know, clean pair on the inside and a pair that needs to be washed on the outside. That's how I do it. Uh, you know, I double, that way I double the usable life of the meanderwear, I think, or I'm just double powered. So if you're new here, so let's see. So I'm, and I guess I'm not feeling blue because I said, well, geez, now I can record a whole podcast episode tonight. And uh, then maybe I'll I'll watch a little Spalding Gray later because I was halfway through that. Then I'll watch some Star Trek. Uh, So I guess I'm not, but but, uh, like, I guess the thing with the movie plans was that uh, we'd planned it out way ahead of time, my brother and I. And we, I never, I never followed up. Uh, I mean, we're talking like we planned this, you know, cause you know, Rogue One to, to some of us, Star Wars is a pretty big deal. I think a lot of listeners, it's true. And for both of us, this was going to be our second or third viewing and it was going to be free because he's in a, like a visual effects society uh, but then there was miscommunication and uh, like, anyway, so, but I guess I just, I guess I like needed, I guess I needed to set an alarm, but these are the kind of things right now, you know, I'm back in the climbing closet where I record the podcast. So it's not a big deal, you know, but later on when you crawl into bed, like you could be like, man, why didn't, you know, the, the, the everything gets quiet. You've done your, like, sometimes, like, there's all these sleep things you could do, try. I mean, I do have like uh, certain things I do, but before bed but uh like i was trying to think of something something funny to say but it's just extremely boring there's nothing but it's so like but then you get in bed and it's like well why didn't you email it and then you say well i'm just i just i don't want to rehash today's events i'd like to go to bed and sometimes at least for me sometimes it's my mind sometimes it's my body uh lately it's just my, my body is like uh refuse to go to sleep like a petulant child and like uh, as the the hours tick by or whatever it becomes really hard to say well let's just go back to the drawing board here like really it's get things get weird at night or during the day if you're a shift worker and your bed you like even the physical makeup of my body and my bed seems to change i don't know if anybody can relate to that in time, I mean, I mean, this is space-time continuum-level stuff, and I know you're with me. I know I can hear you. And you say, "What the heck?" Like, like I just want to like. Usually, if my pillows are like this, and then I switch the these pillows to be cooler, and then I can, you know, it's like a pillow buffet, and it's just not working. And so there isn't an ability for me a lot of times to hit reset and say, go back to the drawing board. Let's go we'll rearrange our pillows and that'll be it. We'll go right to sleep. Uh, the intensity seems to climb, I guess is what I'm saying. And I mean, sometimes the best thing is to just get out of bed. I don't know what my point was. I mean, my point is that ideally this podcast kind of uh, intervenes, uh, it gives you something to kind of pay your attention. Like, uh, not, you don't have to pay me any attention. Don't pay me any mind either, as grandmothers everywhere say. Also, don't pay me any bother. Uh, pay me no, what is that? Something, something to pay me no somethings. You know, you know all those things. A hey penny will do. Uh, but if you haven't got a hey penny, well, God bless you. Uh, I think that's a, like a couple months late. Uh, what was my point? I mean, my point is, uh, like, uh, I've got two pairs of meanderwear on to try to help you fall asleep. Uh, and, uh, like, uh, I'm now, I'm here. I mean, I'm here. I mean, I, I, I guess I did contemplate buying a ticket to Rogue One. But I said, I'll see it again. I mean, I'm not too worried about it. Uh, just, you know, just so, like, uh, 
But listen, I guess my thing is if you if you heard anything I'm saying, if you're asleep, terrific. If you if you if you're listening, or you're lying in there drifting, you know, I've been there. Clearly, I've got a, like a, I I can find like I make this sleep podcast. I mean, I must I read so many things about sleep, and I still I can still be there sometimes in the deep dark night. And so the whole idea of this show is to take your mind off of it, or, or if not, you know, give you a little company, uh, to give you a little bore giggles or, you know, a, a, a huck, a, not a huckle. I don't even know what a huckle is. And I guess, I guess it's what care, it's the plant that holds the berry, the huckleberry. Uncle Huckle, that's a nice, uh, that is a word I don't know if I've ever wor- used in the, it's a it, uh, huckle. I don't know. I guess <laughs> anyway. Uh, so, so if this podcast is meant to, to just kind of distract you, but not to put any pressure on you, I'm here to be your boyfriend, which just means I'll be here talking for the next 50 minutes. I'll be here present. I'll be giving it my all. I think I have a loose plan tonight to, to read like, uh, to put a map to use that I was given as a holiday present. So, like, and if you're skeptical, if you're new here, I totally understand it. This podcast is different, and uh, you know, I, I, it is abnormal. And but I guess to say that with open arms and say, you know, Jesus, like, I'm here to help. Uh, so, if you're new and and you don't like it, you know, give it a few tries, or say, Jesus, I'm sorry, I used up your time thus far, but I'm really glad you're here. And in some sense, you should be saluted because it takes a lot of skepticism to overcome to just listen to this podcast. Uh, but I can tell you, you want some help falling asleep, so I hope I can provide it. You know, that's really what I yearn and strive for. And I'm glad you stopped by. I really want to help you fall asleep. All right, hey, everybody. It's uh, Trending Tuesday, and it's actually Tuesday. Holy moly. I didn't even think of that. Like normally Tuesdays, I don't record podcast episodes because I have family commitments. Uh, but it's Tuesday night and it's somewhere between uh, like a late six or early 7 PM, half, half seven, half quarter six, whatever you all say. And this, this holiday season, a couple months, you know, a couple of weeks back, a couple months back, uh, like I had gotten a co-gift, like a shared gift with my brother, Ken, which is interesting because I was talking about him in the intro. I apologize. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus, Ken. Like a, like a real, like a, my whole thing was like, why didn't I check in with him sooner about the movie? Uh, like I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not upset at all about, uh, like, uh, so, so just, just, this is not a passive aggressive exercise or anything, uh, because I couldn't have got a better person, you know, look at this, uh, right into buttering it up and speaking of butter, like that, that, like speaking of buttering and buttering people up. So Ken was a great person to get a shared, uh, holiday gift with for my parents. And they sent us something called a Syracuse crate, C-R-A-T-E. And the company happens to be run by somebody I went to high school and college with, Tom. And I don't know if I'll reach out to him in between, but, but uh, Syracuse, like a Syracuse Crate, I think it's at SyracuseCrate.com, but it'll, I'll try to put it in the show notes. Tom's a great guy. So what's up, Tom? But uh, so our, my parents had got this, this Syracuse Crate for uh my brother and I to share for Christmas. What is a Syracuse crate? I can hear you asking already. And ideally we'll do a real time recipe episode around the Syracuse crate, uh, you know, down the road here. Uh, but a Syracuse crate is like a gift. It's kind of, it's like a gift crate, uh, with regional foods from, if you grew up in Syracuse or you lived in Syracuse, that you would, uh, you say, geez, you really can't get it anywhere else you know, a little central New York regional pride. And in our Syracuse crate, which I've consumed almost everything and saving one thing for my daughter, uh, came some Hoffman hot dogs, which I've talked about on the show before. And then some Hoffman snappies, which are like Coney Island dogs, which I don't know what they are. And I, I probably have this discussion every two years. 
I, I don't, but, but, uh, they're, they're, but anyway, it's not important. And then, uh, Gianelli hot Italian sausage and Hinder Waddles salt potatoes. And so Syracuse has really good Italian sausage. And when you, when you live in Syracuse, uh, like, uh, at least in my family, like the summertime, like you eat a lot of Hoffman, Hoffman hot dogs and you eat a lot of uh, Italian sausage from Gianelli's or Staggerwald's. I just want to put that out there. Staggerwald's has got some great meat too. There's also a, a can of uh, Mama's Baked Beans and then a uh, bottle of Dinosaur Barbecue Sauce, a turkey joints, which can... Uh, Still not even sure what those are. My mom loves those, though. And there's also a map in there. And I guess I'll just tell you what salt potatoes are because I don't want, but I briefly, salt potato is like a small potato. I don't know what kind, like a rat, one of those little round ones. I, I think out here you call them Yukon Golds, but I think this is a different potato type. But, uh, a small potato, and what you do is you boil the potatoes in, like, heavily, heavily salted water. Syracuse is the salt city. Uh, you know, playing real gritty in the old salt city, I think, they used to sing. And, of course, I don't know the actual history of the salt potato. I think maybe I did an episode about it, but, like, you just boil the water in this really, really salted water. So the potatoes come out, and they're cooked, but they're, like— uh, they're incredibly salty, and then you usually eat them with drawn butter and uh, with your Italian sausage and your hot dogs and beans. So, and oh, also it came with Hoffman's, uh, like a German style mustard, I think. And I, you know, I thank my parents for that, but it also came with this map, like an old vintage style map of Syracuse. And, at first, my brother, I thought my brother was going to keep it. And they said, no, 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 maybe you could do a podcast episode from the map. I said, well, okay, uh, the great idea. So I think that's what we'll do. Let me uh, turn on one more light in here and unroll the map. I'll pause it. Okay, I had to, I had to engineer a solution here because the map is, like, incredibly uh, detailed. And, uh, like, the writing and the pictures are really small. And to set the mood, I mean, I'm, I'm here in my climbing closet where I record the podcast, so it's not the lightest place in the world. And then I always try to be conscientious about vapor noises and stuff. This episode, I mean, I guess it's a little late, but it'll probably contain some map noises. Um, but this is a map, uh, like a cartoon, is that a right version? An not animated, like a hand-drawn uh, not a character of Syracuse, but I just, and I don't know what year I looked at it for trademarks and stuff. I couldn't see anything. Uh, but it's a big map of Syracuse. And I guess what I'll do is just kind of go through it here and maybe they'll spur some stories or whatever. I'm going to start in the upper left corner, Beaver Lake Nature Center. So maybe we'll come back to that. That's bad. I played. Oh yeah. I got a good beaver. Oh boy. Um, 34, there's 34 golf courses in Onondaga County. Yeah, the brewery ind industry helped make Syracuse famous, uh, Baldwinsville. That's where near Beaver Lake, uh, uh, Baldwinsville's known as the pheasant dog capital of the world. I did not know that. Uh, we are proud of our state championship wrestlers. There's the first trust in something company, some bank, uh, Brown newspapers. I, never, I haven't heard of that. Something park, uh, Mercer park. Maybe people look like they're dancing there. It looks like there's a dam there. I don't know. Then the Baldwinsville Tri-County mall. I don't remember that. Some sort of mid lakes and uh, navigation. I don't know what lake. I guess this is Onondaga Lake. Yeah, Onondaga Lake. There's a Holiday Inn, Sparky's Holiday Inn. Uh, there's a sign for the WSEN. Uh, WSEN must have paid for this map because I see them on here a bunch. I don't know what station that was either. So for you see, did you grow up in Syracuse, Scoots? I did, but, you know, I lived in a world of my own, you know, fantasy and design. 
Uh, Onondaga Park goes around the lake. You see Hiawatha Point, Perry's Office of Eyes, Hides Hot Dogs. That was a big part of my youth. That's in uh, Baldwinsville, North Syracuse. Uh, the New York State Fair, uh, Fairgrounds. Uh, the the Kino Carnival uh, ranked second to only New 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 Orleans Mardi Gras. That's in Jordan. The Key New 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 Carnival. I don't I don't know that one. Again, I didn't claim to be a Syracuse historian. There's a Pepsi truck at the fair, uh, so there's a little product place. And there's a guy who looks like Evil Knievel on a BMX bike, Fairmount Fair. That's also, I could use this for about 10 podcasts now that I'm looking. Uh, Fairmount Fair, we've done a few episodes from there. Mall walking, first mall walking uh, uh, episode took place there. Uh, then we have Coleman's Restaurant, where I was a busboy and a janitor for a short period of time. I think I did wash the dishes too, but mostly janitor and busboy. Let's see, we see Carpenter's Brook, uh, Weber's West Side Inn, Elbridge, uh, the Chicago Market. Uh, can't read a lot of the writing here, even Fowler High School. So that's right where that's near where I grew up, and off of, that's off of Geddes. Uh, Burnett Park Zoo, I'm assuming. I see a bunch of animals. West Jenny High School. So this map is definitely not, because uh, I think West Jenny's closer to Fairmount Fair. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, the Amtrak Station, the Railroad Station, Museum and Library. West Jenny High said that. Uh, the Disappearing Lake, I don't know about that either. Oldest barn in the country, I see on here. Uh, for another first in trust, uh, the Krebs, I think this, oh, this is Skinny Atlas Lake. Uh, the Cedar House uh, Restaurant and Gift Shop, Midlakes Navigation. Oh, so I think companies could pay to be on this map because there's even phone numbers for some of these. Uh, there's the Native American Reservation in Nedro. Uh, the lake is approaching 15 miles long and 300 feet deep. That's Skinny Atlas Lake, I believe. Uh, Central Tech and Vocation Center. And then downtown, that's in downtown. Then we have Syracuse Cable Vision or something. Cable Systems. Hotel Syracuse, Paper Poppy, Sibley's. That's where we would go see Santa Claus. And they had a sky bridge between Sibley's and another place. Uh, Perry's Office Supply. Uh, Jeans Discount Craft Supplies. I wonder if the comic book shop's on here. There's the Money Towers. Those are the two big buildings in Syracuse, but they have a carrier label on them. Uh, Syracuse War Memorial. Uh, the Symphony and the Opera at the Civic Center. Another first trust and deposit company. A building where my dad worked. I don't know. Syracuse Savings Bank was, I think, in the basement of the building. Uh, Will Bomber's Candles. Uh, This is the candle capital of America, they say. And Will Bomber's, and I do know people that were in the candle business. So uh, one of my friends... Uh, you got a something historic landmark restaurant, Sheridan Inn, uh, Carpet Alley, uh, 2002 Space Odyssey. That's at the Disco. Oh, here's a place. I, let me see if I can read this. Something Red Barn. That rings a bell, like Herkimer Red Barn or Harper Red Barn or something. Flamingo Bowl. Uh, it has, uh, 40 lanes open at one in the morning. Franklin Engine Company. You know where I'm keeping track of the stuff that has good stories. 
uh, Crystal, I don't see Industrial Color Labs on here. Frankie's uh, Steakhouse and Pencan Mall. That was another mall that existed. Syracuse Boys Club and Syracuse China. They are world leader in commercial Chinaware. I think for like uh, like uh, plates for restaurants. I think they used to say that they had that at the White House. Uh, Learberry Clothes, I remember that building. The factory outlet store, I think they had. MacArthur Stadium, that's where Syracuse's AAA baseball team used to play. Uh, DR Typewriters, uh, Curry Copy Center, Hanover Square, another First Trust Bank. Onondaga County Public Library, they've been to those. Uh, The Cathedral, uh, the Boys Club. I don't see the Landmark Theater, but that's probably on here somewhere. Another Chicago Market, another WSCN. The Heart of Syracuse Country. So maybe that's Syracuse's Country Station. Maybe that's why it doesn't ring a bell. Chicago Market, another Chicago Market. Song Mountain, that was a place with the Alpine Slide and men's to make with that with my cousin. So he like ran into her thing, you know. Um, and let's see. So it's just a lot of people waving and walking. Oh, wait, here we go. I see, I see some information about this. Produced and published by something Scarborough, Ontario, Ontario, Canada, 1979, printed in the USA, uh, illustrated by Francesca Profili. Looks like it's produced and published by Archara, Inc. or something. Uh, let's see, WSEN and University Hospital. I think that's me. I don't know if I was born in the University Hospital or Krauss Irving. I think I was born in Krauss Irving, uh, Syracuse University, where our buddy Hal went, and there's the Dome, Hall of Languages, uh, Clark County, Clark Reservation Conservation Area. I don't think I've been there. Um, if I have, I don't remember. Down to the Holiday Inn. Uh, downtown, another Pepsi truck, Lorenzo uh, with a swan. I don't know what that is. Highland Forest, that was the first time I went camping. I went there. Um, Pencam Mall, I mentioned that. Uh, uh, Syracuse Airport, Hancock Airport. Uh, what else do we got here? Shub Meals, I don't know what that is. Uh, Central City Bins- Business Institute, WTVH5. The first TV station in central New York. Uh, uh, the Art Cellar. Uh, Janitor Service, Inc. The Pat, Pat Bombard Buick and Opal. Uh, Linder Publications, Syracuse Magazine, Syracuse Stage. I think my brother performed there. Then you have DeWitt and Casanova, the Reservoir. Syracuse University Bookstore, uh, Mulligans, and First Trust United, and WTVH5. WTVH5, though, that was, that's been in a podcast. That was the first time I appeared in front of an audience. You know, I told the sheepbelt joke to the guy, the weatherman or something. Uh, Fayetteville, have a terrific day, Maps Unlimited, Old Limestone. I don't know what that is either. It says here, Grover Cleveland, the 22nd and 24th president of the United States, grew up in Syracuse. I didn't know that either. If I did, I forgot it. Yeah, some other lakes, Round round Lake. I don't know if those are the Green Lakes. Chittenango Falls, we used to go there. That's where, Chittenango's where the uh, uh, L. Frank bombs from, I believe. Uh, Chrysler uh, Process and Gear, that's, uh, also says it's the four-wheel drive capital of the world, which makes sense, a sign for Vernon Downs. The original something have what you... Something restaurant, uh, where the water flows north, Marriott Inn, 
uh, Oneida Lake. Uh, so we've talked about Oneida Lake on the show. Yes, about it. So let me take a look at this map and see what we can chat about on here, you know, that we haven't overdone. I, I mean, we've talked about Hyde's Hot Dogs. We could talk about that because that connects to... So maybe we'll talk about that second. But uh, I got a pretty decent... Uh, um, what's that thing called? Um, Beaver Lake Nature Center story. So we'll do that and then we'll see what we have time for. So a couple of different things about Beaver Lake Nature Center. Now, Beaver Lake Nature Center, I guess it's near Baldwinsville. I always imagine it on the way to the airport, but maybe, I don't know if it's before or after the Syracuse airport. And it's definitely on my list of things to do. I'd love, I mean, maybe I'll rec- be able to record a podcast there at some point in the next year or two and get permission, you know, to do that. But, um... So it's, this is what I remember about it. I don't, I honestly haven't been there in probably 30 years, 25 years, maybe. And I don't know if Beaver Lake Nature Center was new or redone when I was in like fourth, fifth and sixth grade. Uh, but my memory of Beaver Lake is that it's like a, it's in a kind of a swampy area, natural swamp, swamp uh, wetlands type area. And it has one of those boardwalks so you can walk out and go like deep into the swamp or the wetlands. And, you know, be out in nature walking, enjoying the sounds and the trees and the wildlife. And like, uh, so that's one thing I remember about him. I remember going there a few times with my family and then I guess I can't even, I guess, no wonder I barely remember it. Cause I can't imagine my poor parents taking six kids. And I don't know if any of us ever went, jumped off of the boardwalk into the swamp or, you know, pushed one another. Uh, but I do remember going there. I think in like, I, I guess I'm not sure if it was fifth or sixth grade. Uh, but this will get right into awkward, like growth, growing up awkward territory. Was the my biggest memory of Beaver Lake is that uh, when when I was there, I like uh, it was like one of the like uh, I guess it was my first girlfriend, and we were only dating uh, for about uh, two weeks, and. I don't even think we held hands. It was a very form formalized thing. And it was like due to one of my friends and not due to anything I did. Uh, but I remember I bought my girlfriend a pencil sharpener made of wood at the Beaver Lake Nature Center uh, gift shop. And I had like struggled over it because I wanted her to like it, you know, because I wanted her to like me. And you might say, okay, Scoots, back, back it up, back it up, back it up. Like, you have a girl, like, you had a girlfriend once? And I say, yeah, yeah, once for a very short time, I did. And I don't want to say her name, but it was, there was a two, and uh, let's see, how do I do this delicately as well? Like, I, I mean, I've talked about some grammar school stuff or like uh, elementary school stuff on the show before or grade K through six, depending on where in the world you're listening to this, or primary, primary school. I think all those apply. And, you know, I, I, I like, uh, have, uh, I've had a lot of things, uh, like, uh, I, I don't know, like, I don't have low self, I guess maybe, I, like, this isn't about my self-esteem, but I definitely was not, uh, like, uh, even in grammar school, like what the opposite sex was looking for in a mate, even pre-mate, you know, this is like whatever, a decade before you'd be thinking about mating. So this is only practicing the social rituals. And now think about how lately, like, I don't know. So in like, like I never had trouble making friends, but I had trouble connecting like the whole idea, I guess, of confidence and self-awareness, those things, like, I guess I never had trouble. I always had friends. And there was this time, like, uh, at our school where there was two sets of twin uh, girls at our school. And I was in love with, uh, like, one set of twins, particularly one of the two twins, uh, 
And that was like so far out of my league. Like these were, these twins came to our school new, I think in fifth grade. And, you know, they were stars. Everybody had a crush on them. And as I said, I had a lot of friends. So my fr- two of my friends were, were their boyfriends, you know, I believe I can say their names, Pat and Kyle. And like, whatever, I don't even know what you do with it then. Like, like, like you just say that that's your boyfriend and your girlfriend. It was just like a formality. I mean, in some sense, establishing the packing order. And that was just something, you know, that made me like, give me, give me butterflies in my stomach. I said, oh, wow. You know, and probably gave me like a vis, what do you call that? Not visceral, but you know. Probably was an entirely healthy mechanism of saying, oh, one day if I change, you know, she would like me or whatever. But not a terribly painful memory or anything. Just like, okay, like she was out of my league. I I was like the second smallest kid in our class. And I just like, like I was the oldest, like I didn't have any male figure like my age or within my age range to say, hey, this is, you know, don't, you know, don't pick your nose and eat it, you know, don't do that or whatever, whatever I would do. I don't know. I don't think I did that, by the way. I mean, I did, I did, but I don't think I did it at that age and got caught. That's what I'm saying. I think I had to, you know, anyway, this is disgusting. Uh, But so, let's see. So, within it, there was also another new kid that came to our school. Another amends I probably have to make, uh, Another person that worked their way into the story, this kid who moved in, uh, uh, in my neighborhood and we quickly became, uh, good friends. And I think we, our paper routes overlapped and, and I think I ended up not being the best friend in the end, but his name was Bo, B-O, I think. I I mean, I think he had a real name, but I can't remember, like, uh. Huh, I can't think of, but he, anyway, his name was Bo, B-O, was his nickname, like, what do you like to be called? And he was incredibly, like, he was a new kid. I think he was, like, like he was into MacGyver, I remember. And he was also, I think, confident and comfortable in his own skin, and he could connect with these uh, uh, classmates of ours that we were attracted to. And so he never had a hard time with it in... um so at some point, I don't know if like one of these two other twins had a crush on him and he was nice enough to like, dude, best friend duty. I guess he was my best friend at the time. He, he, he arranged it so that if he was going to be this one girl's boyfriend, her sister would be my girlfriend. So an arranged, uh, arranged fifth grade relationship. And because these like relationships didn't involve doing anything except saying formal titles and calling each other on the phone, because I don't even think you could go. I don't think we even went on dates at this age. Maybe no, I don't even think till middle school we had. There was a, like maybe I don't know. Maybe there was like uh, like I don't know. I don't think people went on dates at this age. Even I mean, obviously, be super supervised. And maybe you kissed on the lips. I don't know, because none of this happened to me. <laughs> so this is all based on, like, uh, you know, what I was imagining. But so Bo had arranged it so that I would be, be this one uh, young lady's boyfriend. And we talked on the phone. And, and, I mean, I think part of me knew that this was not because she was like, uh, I don't know, this is such a, because it's like not based on attraction. But, you know, not she didn't have a crush on me. And I kind of didn't have, I was obviously, you know, swept away with these other, like these other twins, though I also knew that even these twins were kind of like a little bit step above me as far as like uh, the dating packing order. So I was like, like playing above my, whatever, I I was like, uh, wasn't like I was like, geez, I I felt lucky to have a girlfriend that, that was very attractive or whatever. So... And, but I don't, all I remember is talking on the phone. And then I remember like, uh, like this gift, but I think this was the second gift, uh, we got for them or I got for her. Uh, and it would be the last, you know, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. 
because uh, I remember, and I don't know if Bo was trying to be my big brother and like teach me these things, but Bo and I, since we had paper routes, we had a little bit of extra spending money. And he was one of the people, I guess we were probably in sixth grade because we were old enough to go to the movie theater and Kmart together. And normally what we would do is we'd go to Kmart and then like buy candy if we were, you know, plush with money. And then we would go to the movie theater and uh, like during the summer, I guess this would be the summer between fifth and sixth grade. And so let's see, like, where, where are we? So, but at some one point we went to Kmart and we were going to buy the girls earrings, our, our, our girlfriends. And I think Bo was in charge of this whole operation. And I think he was trying, like, I remember, like, I can, I can feel the physical feelings. It felt really exciting and good to be buying a gift for my girlfriend at Kmart. And I guess this was the age, I guess their ears were pierced, the girl's ears. And I guess it was also interesting is the girl, her mother would later be my teacher. And she was a very good teacher, but she also had to throw me out of class a few times. Uh, uh, just just as a, I, I don't know if that's irony, but wonderful people, wonderful people. So Bo and I were at Kmart. And like, I can, I can, this is one of these memories that is vividly burned into my mind. It's so, so interesting. Even the somatic feelings. I remember being there at Kmart and this was a Kmart we frequented, it frequented me and Bo, but also me and my, you know, it was a Kmart near our house. And even, I think we didn't go to the Kmart restaurant very often, but I can remember eating there. Uh, like once or twice, uh, you know, this was uh, when Kmart's had like a diner right in the middle of them, which now I would probably, that would be the coolest thing ever. Like I went through this streak of trying to eat at Kmart's like probably, I guess it was the late nineties. Uh, and I was in like, I would get a patty melt and I was like, or gr- grilled cheese with tomato soup and uh, man, that was a living, like, like, and I guess not in the non, wasn't like I was trying to be ironic. It was just like, it was, it just felt so, not rebellious is the wrong word, but just, it's like, all right, I'm eating at a diner in the middle of a Kmart. And for the most part, most of the time it's good, good, good food. It was a good diner food. And this Kmart had like a sit down, like, I mean, I can picture the coffee, I can hear the clang of the coffee cups and the plates and stuff. Uh, but, but so Bo and I went on this operation into Kmart to buy our girlfriend's earrings. Now I think Bo was, I mean, he was obviously much wiser than me and knew what he was doing. And I think he was uh, like spurring this whole operation on, but, but, uh, like, it, it seemed like in an older brother style way. And unfortunately, if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know, Bo and I's friendship ended up deteriorating because, uh, like, let's see, how do I explain this? Uh, like now, like, like uh, I had acquired adult materials later on in our friendship from my neighbor, one of the, uh, Billy, who was like an unofficial member of the baby kids. And then I brought those to the one time I got to go to summer camp. I brought all those adult materials to summer camp and I put them like in my bunk. And then kids, I don't think kids paid me. You think that would be the movie version, but like kids would get to lie in my bunk and look at these pictures. And then Bo Bo had told his mom on me and I could never forgive that. I guess I I don't know. I mean, I was a petty person. And like I said, I have amends to make it because I think I egged his house because, I, I mean, the, Billy was very upset with me. And Billy's since passed, so Billy, so I'm sorry, too. Um, but so, okay, so, but, but, but and I guess also because the more I tell the story, I realize what a great person. Also, Bo's house was the one, if you're really into this podcast, like one night, I, I, the one time I ate great nut, great, grape nut cereal, I was sleeping over at his house. And that was one of my big life disappointments. I had dreamed of eating grape nut cereal because I just had fantasized that it would be this delicious cereal, like whatever just sounded good, grape nuts, and I could never have it. And then 
I had no disposed family had grape nuts. So then I had to sleep over. I, w- I snuck downstairs and fixed myself some grape nuts. And not just like a little bit, like a heaping gigantic bowl of grape nuts. And I took one bite and I was like, this is the most disgusting cereal I've ever had. And then it, right like after I did that, his mom or his dad came in and they said, what the heck do you think you're doing? And they said, well, I'm e- eating uh, an entire box of grape nuts, but I decided I'm not, you know. And so anyway, so we went to Kmart. We were, gonna, we were on a mission to buy earrings for our girlfriends. And Bo had spoken to his girlfriend because he was in his, she had wanted these, uh, these earrings that were also tele, like they were telephone earrings. They were pink or turquoise. I can picture them in my mind. I remember Bo was trying to decide. And they were like telephones, like where the receiver, the old fashioned phones you would have at your like grandma, you know, not a cell phone, clearly. And I think they were like, you know, they were too, like, they were fun phones because, like, maybe the receiver hung up or something. And, like, uh, they, so Bo was, like, there. And I think he was like, okay, you, I'll buy one color and you buy the other color. Or what? And I got it in my mind. I said, oh, no, 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 no. And I started looking at this jewelry and I think fantasizing. That this is a common fantasy, I think, that, like, oh, this is going to be the gift that's going to woo Woo, 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 you know. And also, as you know, listening to this podcast, I watched so much TV as a child and movies, and that really formulated how I viewed the, the what I thought was the real world. And this was the 80s, so, like, spangly, you know, sparkly stuff was in. And, and I remember I saw these earrings, and they were dangly, like, uh, these are like, uh, they look like sparkles and they would do sparkle. I don't know what the, I don't know any of the terminology, but they were like three lines. Each one was a little bit shorter and they were like little squares, like attached to, to catch the light. And I think they were silver. And to me, these earrings looked like they, they could have been, you know, they were like a million dollar earrings and I don't know what the prices were. I mean, I know it was cheap, like very, I mean, Kmart like jewelry and not in a case, you know, not, you didn't have to go to the case or where we were looking. I mean, Bo was buying phone earrings and I was kind of picturing them on her and saying, Oh man, this is going to, this is it, man. This is where, you know, love city. And, and, you know, now I'm done. Now I'm a Don, you know, you know, no, like it was just thrilling, I guess, to be by like, uh, it just felt so, I don't know. No, it didn't feel adult. You know, there was like an illicit thrill and we bought them. We didn't shoplift. I was terrified of, uh, the consequences of shoplifting and never do that, you know, just cause I was afraid, you know, like, like I overthink things. So we bought the, and Bo bought his. And then I remember we, I don't know if we wrapped the gifts or we wrote, wrote love notes or what we did. I don't remember any of that, but I do remember that it was like, and this is a very, this is as tropey as it gets. I remember I just gave them to her and her look at my girlfriend at the time. So this is probably day three of our dating. And I'm not joking. This was a two week, I think this was a two week operation, but I can remember giving them to her and her just kind of looking at me. And then I was like, are you, you know, you know, what are you going to put, you know, and, and waiting the next day at school. And, you know, the earrings were never seen or heard from again. I don't believe. Maybe it's not true because I can see the earring. The the I mean, I guess Bo had Bo was charming, so his girlfriend she did wear his earrings. And I mean, maybe this is around a dance, but I think the dance like uh, that was when I won the dance contest. I think this was the year after, maybe. Uh, when did I talk about that dance contest? That was a long time ago. That was another thing that happened to me in grammar school. Won a dance contest. I think that was in Boys Tap. That's a that's a pretty good episode too. Uh, so we so the earrings did not go over you know like I thought they would. And I mean, I guess looking back at it, I don't think I asked. I said, "She's well, do you want phone earrings?" Or maybe she even said, "Give me phone earrings like my sister." 
And I probably asked these questions. You know, I, I was consumed with, I guess, like, it's the difference between being empowered and powerless. I was a very, a person that was easily given to powerlessness. So I would just say, oh, do you, are you going to wear those earrings tomorrow? You know, do you, I, I can't imagine what our phone calls would have been like. I mean, I mean, I'd definitely give a billions of dollars to, to, to even to just like, now maybe watching would be too depressing. It'd be really interesting, man. They talk about once the anthropologists can time travel, or it'd be like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even need to make the board, but I just bring you and show you my life. Uh, here I am sitting, watching growing pains and formulating, you know, the, how I'm going to be like my, and here I am watching silver spoons and formulating how I'm going to be one day Ricky Shrove. you know, here I am watching who's the boss and wondering when I'm going to meet her. You know, here I am. You know, that, that was uh, golden girls. I watched a lot of golden girls. No perfect stranger. All these shows, these were 80s TV shows, by the way. All right, here I am. So, so, so the earrings did not, they weren't a hit. And I guess I like wonder, I could see the price tag, but I can't see the price. I'm guessing like, uh, I, I'm hoping, I mean, I know they were under $20 cause I barely had any money. I'm hoping they were under $5, but please, I mean, please tell me. You know, somebody gets Kmart, you know, I don't think they were blue light special, but I mean, I don't know if they were electroplated or what, but, uh, so the earrings weren't a big hit. So then I said to myself, well, geez, I got to step it up at this Beaver Lake Nature Center. And I guess maybe I did like, like once, like, uh, if this was week two, I was definitely, I feel like imagining myself at the, like, looking back, like, that I was a little bit like head over heels at this point, you know, maybe I was going to hold hands with her or maybe we were even going to kiss and, uh, like, I don't know, like, I guess it's interesting that even as now as an adult, I think I have this, uh, default habit of striving for certainty and just interesting in looking back and seeing myself, uh, like striving for some certainty there. I guess like, I, I guess I feel very neutral about these memories. Like they might seem a little sad, but they're actually not because I can see myself like, geez, well, I had like low self-esteem or whatever, or whatever you want to call it, or I just didn't feel attractive. I, I guess it would be that that's what it was. Then I have confidence. I don't know if it's low self-esteem. It's just no confidence and no sense of attraction, of attractiveness. And I think that's probably something a lot of people share. And I think I was looking to counteract those things, you know, attain certainty that those weren't true, you know, through, and luckily I had friends like Bo to kind of arrange those things. And then later when the dance contest, my, my friend Chris Kay, he was the one who, you know, got me a date for the one dance we had at grammar school. And he arranged that one, I think, or maybe his date arranged, maybe his date was the one who figured it out. Um, but so I had a lot of pressure on myself to like, uh, to, to save the relationship here at the Beaver Lake Nature Center. And I, this is still a habit I can get into, like where I get really, uh, like, uh, in love with being in love. Maybe I don't know if that's the right term or like, Oh, like, like the wooing stage and like, uh, surprises and stuff. And, and so I think I was like, you know, like very heady and I was like, Oh, I'm going to, let me get something nice. Well, you know, cause I was thinking of her and I was out in nature and I said, let me get this pencil sharpener. I wish I could, I think it was like a birdhouse or it was one of those things where you press the bottom and the bird moves. Maybe it wasn't a pencil sharpener, but I'm pretty sure it was because, you know, that would be utilitarian. And I know it was made out of wood and it was painted. And, uh, uh, like, so I, I purchased it and I was full, full thing. And then when I gave it to her, of course, it, like you could see this coming. She said, no, 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 I don't want to be, you know, I think she accepted the, the, I wonder, I, I guess I have to scan the memory banks, but so I had had the pencil thing. This was presumably like a, 
like uh, like a weekend, a Saturday or Sunday. So then Monday I gave her the pencil sharpener and she like broke up with me. Or maybe it was just like uh, I gave it to her. And I think this was one of those ones where it was like someone, the person at the desk in front of me told me or someone told me at lunch. I mean, there was like, like our school wasn't a hundred percent like a mean girls movie. Like I remember there was one girl, Julie uh, K and she was always, uh, like, like trying to be helpful. And, and like, I think like she, she was very good at, uh, like respecting people's feelings. And I think she's married to one of my brother's coworkers now. Uh, but so she would always go out of way. So if my feelings were hurt, she was there as a friend to say, oh, you know, uh, you know, it's not that big a deal or whatever. Cause that's probably crushed. I mean, like, like, and if it happened at lunch, uh, you know, all the boys sat together. So that would have been embarrassing, but I was lucky that I always had friends. Like, I guess I, I feel like I wasn't always a friend to everyone. So, like, I'm like, man, how lucky was am I that I had, like, friends to turn to? So even when people were making, like, like if you were, if I cried, which I probably did, I mean, let's be honest, like, this was my first relationship, and I had, you know, put a lot of money into it and, and, and thought and probably, you know, a lot of imagination, and I had certainty riding on it, so when it came... You know, whatever the, I can assume it was like uh, someone said it to me from, uh, this is how I ma- reimagined is that the person at the desk in front of me in grammar school said, oh, uh, Mikey Blank doesn't want, isn't going to be your girlfriend anymore. And I say, okay, well, and I just, uh, in denial, well, no, 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 I don't believe you, you don't, you know. And then it probably happened at lunch, like the girl's lunch table told the boy's lunch table. And they became like a little bit embarrassing and they became upset and then like someone soothed me. So I did have people to soothe me, you know, friends or, um, so I was, again, very, very lucky. And, uh, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to, I mean, I guess I'm trying to rescue the story because I mean, but that is like the good thing. And then, I mean, then I, like, it, it, this might seem like, like a, a cheap way to do it, but the truth was that I still had this huge crush on this other person. So I was able to return to that fantasy. Uh, or maybe this is like a coping strategy. I, I don't, I don't know. And I, I guess I don't want to know, you know. I, I mean, I kid, I mean, I kid, I kid, but, but so, like, uh, what's my point? So that, that, uh, it wasn't very long before, I, like, I redirected my my crush. I guess this will be interesting playing it out. Like, uh, at this at this at this classmate, and while she, her, and her sister were dating these two friends of mine, and uh, had no chance. You know, in my heart, your heart always has a chance. And I do honestly think, I mean, I don't look at this from a mental health perspective, but from a coping with life perspective, like crushes are, I, I view them as, for, for personally, they're a very important thing uh, to me. And I mean, like, so it's like part of the seasons of your life. Like, I mean, right now between crushes and, but even in the, the real-time recipe episodes, I, I talk about, Jesus, it's nice to have someone, a crush on someone that works at the grocery store you go to. Because uh, it just makes it, you know, it's just a very, you're not going to really, inter- like, it just makes it better to go to the grocery store. Like, where if it's someone that cuts your hair or something, they say, well, oh boy, that's like, a, that could go, not, you know. Or school, I always had a lot of trouble at school. I mean, you know, that's like the genesis of this podcast is a lot of it is the trouble I had at school. Uh, but crushes were, I guess, a coping mechanism. Like, honestly, I wouldn't have made it through. I don't think I would have showed up to high school uh, like my last two or three years of high school if I didn't have a crush on someone. To, to go, And I'm not kidding. Like... Uh, like, uh, my crushes made it like, said, well, maybe I'll run into them at the hall or whatever, or this will be like that fantasy constructed fantasy uh, that just had, it was barely rooted in reality or like, like, uh, a tangential reality. 
you know, loosely associated with reality, uh, made it like, made it say, well, I'll just go to school today. Like, uh, otherwise they probably, yeah. And, and even in like, uh, because then what happened was like ours was the first year. Our, so our sixth grade class was the first year. There wasn't going to be any middle school. So they did like, uh, cause the schools we went to, I went to Catholic school and the schools were shrinking and the money was tight. So then they had, like, they were cutting back. And so then we went to, like, a larger uh, middle school. And then I found new crushes there. Oh, boy, there was another set of twins, believe it or not. And then I had crush on those twins. And they I guess this is a pattern I repeat. Then uh, they were out of my league, even though I had crush on them. And then, and then at some point I think I even asked and, and – uh, and either one of my friend, female friends was like, no, 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 like, they were like, just honest with me. And then in seventh grade, I did have a crush on another classmate. And then even then I said, well, geez, maybe I just need a girlfriend. Like, like I, all my friends were getting girlfriends again. And then it's similar pattern. Like I had a friend and then I said, would you be my girlfriend? She said, no, and no, no, no. Uh, we're just friends, but again, it's like that quest for, it's like, uh, certainty and a certainty of good or certainty of bad. And, and like, uh, I guess like the lesson kind of I take from that is one, it's very, it's very nice to be able to go into these memories in a neutral place and to think about Kmart and the thrill of buying gifts and to look at things in this new appreciative light of seeing, Jesus, this friend of mine, you know, that I kind of terminated our friendship because of uh, uh, him telling his mom, he's a really good friend and he was very uh, brotherly to me. And I just uh, like went in above and beyond. He arranged my first girlfriend. I don't know if you can call it a girl, like for the story context, it's a girlfriend. I don't think a week and a half, even if you buy two gifts, uh, qualifies like I think you need to hold hands or kiss, like as willing parties. I mean, so, but for the purposes of the story, it was a girlfriend, and you know, looking at these other classmates that you know would step up and say, "Hey, geez, I see your feelings were hurt. You know, uh, let me try to help." Uh, you know, those are undersold or easily forgotten about when we when you don't get a chance to return to these. So that was a nice thing. And then just to say, geez, it's like, I guess it is interesting. I mean, right now I'm now looking back at it in a sad way of saying, huh, uh, I don't know how you say this. It doesn't sound a, a little bit obscene, but it's like I was an unattractive young man. Like, and I think most of that was a projected mental uh, a view than an actual fact or something. Like, like I think especially these uh, pre-pubescent ages, I don't know what an expert would say, but this is way more of this uh, social hierarchy playing out and kind of playing out the roles that maybe you have in your family, but also these roles, you know, that, that you're, you're following whatever modeling you're doing and trying to like, uh, establish this strange social hierarchy. And then also based on like physical attributes, you know, oh, who's taller, who's like more mature. Oh, it's incredibly interesting. And, uh, it's tough being a kid. I guess that there's another thing. I hug my daughter extra tight and be like, man, uh, but you do make it through it. And I mean, as anything this podcast and life has taught me is that, uh, you know, the, the, uh, there's, there's a lot of interesting things in our difficult times and, you know, they're not all bad. And, and, and then so I guess, can they become lulling and soothing? Uh, I mean, I think if you make a trip to Kmart, you could pretty much, uh, man, I guess that'd be another thing to put on my time machine list is to hit up some Kmarts. I think most of them are closed now, but they're not the same as they were in the eighties anyway, and blue light specials and diners and all that stuff. In, like, Kmart branded stuff. I remember, I was trying to think, I don't know what it was that I had. I was thinking this the other day. I had some stuff that was Kmart branded that was really awesome. I don't know if it was, like, clothes or that I bought at a vintage place or something I'm remembering. 
Um, so yeah, but so thank you for listening. And, uh, that's the story of my first girlfriend, Beaver Lake Nature Center, all based on a map of Syracuse. Thanks. I want to thank everybody on Twitter here. Uh, what fishy Elizabeth. Thank you both. And good night. Everybody at Farrell, Rachel W, Texas, Beck, uh, Def Cant, uh, thank you, thank you, and good night, Preston P. Uh, thanks, good night, uh, the tall broad with the hair, Dara, thank you, thanks, and good night, and Alice, uh, Alice Enter the B, thank you, and good night, Sam Squatch, the Yeti for Hire, thank you, and good night. Uh, C, thank you. Carl W, thank you. Uh, your Jason got the runs. Uh, thanks to Jason. Uh, Alter Love, uh, Chris, thank you and good night. Uh, our buddy Jed, Jed, I'm thinking anybody. Uh, thanks and good night. Calm, C O L M, thanks and good night, bud. Uh, Spooky Lala, thanks and good night. Uh, Jane L, thank you and good night. Elspeth uh, Star, thanks and good night. Miles, uh, thank you and good night. Uh, Sally W, thank you and good night. Uh, Christine, thank you and good night. Uh, Ello Graham and Sleep Phones, thanks and good night. Karen H, uh, thank you and good night. And Ozzy, of course, thanks and good night. Haley, thank you and good night. Maggie L, thanks and good night. Posty Posterson, thanks. Beth Glimmer, thank you and good night. Uh, Charlie, thanks and good night. Uh, good night to Lisa, thanks and good night. Uh, Sue42, thank you and good night. Uh, Low Fresh Fish, thanks and good night. Uh, Bell, thank you and good night. Atomic April, thank you and good night. Uh, Ray, thank you and good night. Young Luke, thanks and good night. Uh, Kyle, on behalf of me and Rick Ross, thanks and good night. Uh, Judith K, thanks and good night. Rachel, thanks and good night. Bridget, thanks and good night. Uh, Mal, thanks and good night. Ahmed, thank you and good night. Stephanie L, thanks and good night. Craig uh, N, thanks and good night. Elizabeth H, thanks and good night. Mike D, thank you and good night. Sharon B, thank you and good night. Jolene, thanks and good night. Mark and Al, thanks and good night. T, Wither and Bloom, thanks and good night. Amanda N, uh, Amanda Ginger, thanks and good night. Uh, Sarosquatch, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, uh, Dick F, thank you and good night. Cape Cod, uh, thanks. Uh, Lori, thanks. Trash Queen, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Jonathan C, thanks and good night. Uh, Sal, old uh, Sal Ann, the actress, thanks and good night. All her fans, thank you. Uh, Christiana, thank you and good night. Megnag, thank you and good night. Good old she chemist, uh, our good friend, uh, soon to be working, or soon to have, uh, what's his name? Tesla. What's his name? What do I call him? It's the guy who runs Tesla's name. This is how my brain works. Want him to be my best friend, but I can't think of his name. Eli, Elon Moskipoo, that's what I call him. Alexandra S., good night. Uh, Joseph F., good night. Emery, thanks. Uh, thank you and good night. Tiffany, thanks and good night. And thanks and good night, everybody. And uh, I'll tell you, you know, good night.